This is the Pastor's Wife Podcast, and I'm Erin Munseth. Welcome back to the Pastor's Wife Podcast, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Happy Friday. Today, I'm joined by my really good friend, Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Hello. (laughs) Hi. This is so fun. We we you guys Sharon and I have been friends for what Sharon four yeah was it five years something like 2017 maybe or yeah so maybe like five years almost um anyway yeah Sharon and I met when when my husband and I moved out to California and Sharon and I were like fast friends so anyway yeah Sharon thanks so much for being here today tell us a little bit about yourself yeah, thanks, Erin. I feel so like honored for this opportunity. Um, so I'm Sharon. I grew up in California. I'm all through and through. Um, I love the beach. I love to eat good food. I love to go on adventures. And I really like people. I love getting to know people. So that, yeah, a little mm-hmm. snippet mm-hmm. about me. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. And you and I met more specifically at a Young Life banquet and you Mm -hmm. were just like so outgoing and I had no friends and I was like, let's be friends. So we instantly just started doing stuff together. We were like adventure buddies. Yeah. And we went and did a little painting at the beach. Do you remember that? That was like our first time hanging out. Yes. We barely knew each other. And we were like, do you want to go paint on canvases at the beach and have like sparkly drinks? (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was that's so nostalgic thinking about that, Sharon. That was Yeah, so I still have that painting, just so you know. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, and then we've also done so many like photo shoots. Like one time we went into the Malibu Mountains and or um the Santa Monica Mountains in like the the canyons and everything, and we we were out there pretty late. It got dark and we remember we were driving and it was like so foggy and it was like That's terrifying. right. Yeah. That was so wild. Um it was just like the two of us, two young girls, it just like driving through the mountains and through the canyons in the dark. It was it was so cool, but also like terrifying. Yeah. That's like the trip we took to San Diego too. I know. (laughs) Go to see that guy from The Bachelor. I know. Sharon, I random we were into The Bachelor so much when we first met. Especially me. And I was like, Sharon, the bachelor's gonna be in San Diego like on such and such day. Like we have to drive. So we drove the three hours and went and saw him. It was so lame, but we had the best time ever. We had the best time. <laughs> and then we drove all the way back. Oh, yes, the same day. It was all yeah. about the bonding. It's about, you know, the oh, journey, totally. not the destination. Yeah. That old cliche. Absolutely. What a great segue. Oh, I like that, Sherry. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking a little bit today about counseling and therapy and what that looks like. Um, for like Christians and how it can be scary and super helpful and how, yeah, we'll kind of get into it. But anyway, um, Sharon, tell us your journey with counseling. And you already said such a great segue of like, it's not the destination, it's the journey. So tell us about your... Well, um, I've been going to counseling on and off for a while. Uh, 
my first time going was when I was 22. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't touch on that a little bit of like the reason why, or just, um, like I, I've probably seen five different counselors after that. Um, but, but Mm -hmm. I will, I was going through a really like tough relationship with a girlfriend and it kind of broke me. And I Mm -hmm. just asked this question, like, why was this so painful? Mm. What was it in this friendship that like tore me apart so much? Mm -hmm. And one of my friends told me about their counseling experience. And yeah, it honestly changed everything for me from that point out. Oh, well, yeah. So when you first started um, looking for a counselor, what was that like? Did you kind of just pick your friend's counselor or did you go searching for a counselor? What was that? Yeah, I just went to my friend's counselor. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like a friend that I just really trusted and I've seen so much growth in her. So it was easy for me to say yes and choose her. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. I think um, when we go through something hard, maybe that's when you realize you might need some help. Um, I was just talking to two of my friends last night about counseling and therapy. And well, first of all, I have this question first. Um, Is there a difference between a therapist and a counselor? Like, what do you think? I don't think there's a difference. I think they can be used interchangeably. Okay, because that's that's how I've been using them interchangeably, but I wasn't quite sure if there really is um, like a difference between a counselor or a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question that we were thinking about the other night um, is what's the difference between having like a mentor in your life versus going to counseling? You know, so maybe, mm, maybe yeah. someone really does need to go to counseling, but they kind of kind of um, justify not going because they say they have like this really great mentor in their life and is that the same thing or do you feel like they can be different like a mentor is not going to be the same as a counselor or do you feel like they would be similar I don't think they're similar okay um and one of the big reasons why is a counselor has gone through extensive schooling mm-hmm And one of the most specific things that a counselor has gone through is uh, education on ethics Mm -hmm. and like what you can say in a conversation that's not going to harm an individual or how this could impact the individual's life. Like I could tell something to my mentor that's really personal Mm -hmm. and then go live life with them and they have this knowledge which just when someone has this intimate knowledge about you and doesn't know how to use the information well it could be harmful for both the Mm -hmm. client and for the therapist sure yeah so it's kind of just like a safety precaution yeah, yeah. Because they've trained and they they've seen hope hundreds on thousands of clients, 
So they might have run into your story before and Mm -hmm. they have like um, a reference point where they have their own personal experience, which is also super valuable. It just, Mm -hmm. uh, a counselor offers a more wide perspective for the Mm -hmm. client. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. Um, do you feel like these are both areas in my life that I want to grow? I feel like I want to have a counselor and I want to have a mentor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was I going to say about that? Um, yeah, I feel like a mentor can be someone that, yeah, lives life kind of beside you, but then there's the safety aspect maybe of being with someone who is trained in that way. So you have been trained in that way. So tell us a little oh. bit about that, Sharon. You have a master's degree. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like I'm honestly growing every moment and I'm still mm. learning every single moment. Yeah. So, like, I still, I have gained a lot of knowledge in the counseling world. Um, and yet there's still so much to learn. Yeah. Um, so, like, one of my favorite things to I've learned and I'm excited to continue growing is asking good questions. Ooh, yes. You are good like, at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've I've practiced it a lot over time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I that's something that I learned in my education is like the power of asking good questions. Mm-hmm. Um and like listening to someone and mm-hmm. hearing what they have to say and tuning into like how can I help this person widen their perspective mm-hmm. um, or just view it in a different way or mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that's like one of my most beneficial things that I've learned in yeah. my education. And there, like I said, there's trillions of other things I hope to learn along the way. Yeah, no, that's super, super valuable. I feel like I have benefited so much being your friend because you are such a great listener. And I think maybe you would think this is, maybe you would agree that I think a lot of people aren't very good listeners these days. And that's one thing that's maybe hindered people from feeling intimate with other people, just like feeling lonely, like they don't have close Mm -hmm. friends because Mm -hmm. we don't know really how to listen well. Um, and I, I do notice that when I'm hanging out with someone or having a conversation, I can tell when they're a good listener because they're, they are, you know, asking follow-up questions they are interested. They're not cutting me off those types of things. And I want to get better at that as well and be a good friend in return. Mm-hmm. So what are some tips for our listeners today of like, how can you, how, how can they be better listeners to, to then be better friends to their friends? Wow. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, just to take it a little step forward. Um, oh, my goodness, my train of thought. Where did it go? Oh, Good listening. Okay. <laughs> so like, I might ask the question of why someone might not be a good listener. Like you're sitting across from someone, and they have their eyes like they can't catch your can't make eye contact with you Mm -hmm. they're looking off they're changing the subject um whatever reason I might ask like okay what is going on inside of them they may 
be really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. They could have a like interaction with this person that um, I don't know what's going on, but they are, they have blockers that's popping up inside of them. That's protecting them from engaging in this intimate like space with another person. So I would advise someone if they wanted to be a good listener, like what is going on inside of you Hmm. and taking those small itty bitty steps to just become aware of what's happening inside your body. Um, Like, okay, I'm sitting across from this person and something really hard is happening and I'm feeling my heart starting to beat right now. Yeah. Or I'm starting to zone out. (laughs) Yeah. I'm numbing. Why is that going on? Mm. Mm -hmm. And like starting to answer those questions and be like, oh, my heart's beating because I'm scared that they're not going to like me if I respond. So I'm already chickening out. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that's not true. So I'm going to push. I'm going to acknowledge it and push it to the side and come back into the conversation. So um, that's one way I think someone can become a better listener yeah listening to themselves first sure yeah acknowledging like the fear acknowledging that your body's responding to the fear Mm -hmm. acknowledging that you're probably having imposter syndrome like there's lies coming into your head yeah like you said can push away and just yeah no that's really good I didn't even think about that to kind of put yourself at ease when you're in a maybe a more scary conversation or like a new friend conversation situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, Something that I have just started is, um, well, yeah, I am trying to start counseling. I have been trying for a couple, (laughs) (laughs) but I finally made the appointment um, to, with a counselor in, I found a counselor. And I'm really excited and I don't feel like I have any um, like trauma or like crazy hurt or anything like terrible in my life. Um, But there are some things I think that I just want to dig up and kind of work through to kind of, you know, be a more mature person, to be a a better person, to Mm -hmm. um, remove maybe some bitterness or some blockers that I have up maybe from years, years, years and years ago. But I'm trying to figure out, Sharon, why has it been so scary and hard for me to, like, make that first appointment? You know what I mean? It's been, like, three months of being afraid to send that email or or make the phone call. So why do you think it's so scary for people to start counseling? Well, first off, Erin, you're so not alone in that. (laughs) I totally feel that. There's many people who are also scary. Um, So I am proud of you. Anyway, we can talk about that later. Um, Boy, I think it's because the (laughs) I'm going to go. It feels like you're going to go meet someone and like, like you're going to be naked. Like, it's going to be so exposing. Yeah. Um, Like, all these things that um, are really close to your heart and really important to you that you've been protecting, you're revealing them to somebody else. 
like there's some things that are inside of us that we don't want to tell our best friends we don't tell our spouse we don't tell our parents and we're even like we don't even want to acknowledge it to ourselves. so Mm. we like stuff it down yeah so it's like so extremely vulnerable yeah and like what is somebody gonna think when they they see me see the Mm. truth behind me are they gonna like me or am I gonna like me is God gonna like me Mm. like I I don't want to disappoint anybody with what I'm holding on to Mm. um so I think it's just like a, a, a really, it's a good thing, a protective thing mm-hmm. to like be scared and also such a great opportunity to um, get healing and uh, like, uh, okay, I just thought of this anal- an- analogy. It's like you got a cut on your arm and you're hiding it with a band-aid for so long because you don't want anybody to see it Mm -hmm. and then you decide that you're gonna go like see a doctor and reveal that cut to them Mm -hmm. and scary and it's painful and yet that doctor is gonna know how to heal it and Mm. it's gonna be even stronger afterwards yeah yeah because if you kept protecting it forever it would stay raw it wouldn't and it it might start festering too and Mm. like get a disease attached to it which might make it even worse maybe it's going to start to smell (laughs) and people in your life are going to start smelling it yeah (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. not good either yeah no that's a really really good analogy guy that's serious that's a really good word picture to kind of see this better um I think as as believers, as Christians, it maybe is harder sometimes um, because maybe someone would say like, oh, like I have Jesus. I don't need to go mm, yeah. see somebody else. What do you what do you think about that? Um, boy, <laughs> that's a tough question. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. know. <laughs> Can I just say that sounds like an excuse? <laughs> Yes. Yes. I think it also sounds like an excuse. That's that's probably just because it's maybe um, a stubborn type of way of thinking for some people. Maybe just that they don't ever want to expose the wounds that they have hidden under the Band-Aid. And so they're going to say that Jesus has covered it all and maybe like just put some jeans on over top of the Band-Aid or put a sweatshirt on or something. Yeah, I like that. It's like just covering it up, pretending that nothing is going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's hard, though, because um, Jesus does heal. He mm-hmm. does. And, you know, counseling is not going to, like, heal everything. We need a mm-hmm. mixture of the Holy Spirit working inside of us as well as maybe some of these professionals to help us um, yeah. bring us through trauma or childhood stuff or whatever whatever someone might be dealing with but um yeah so do you have any wisdom to someone who would say they don't need counseling I know that's probably just another stubborn maybe (laughs) someone who's stubborn but I know it took me a long time I I Mm -hmm. I definitely think I need some counseling to kind of get through a few things and um 
get rid of some bitterness that I'm holding on to um, in my life personally. Mm, but yeah, it took me so long to kind of come to that. I was always like, oh, you know, counseling, it's so good, but I don't need it. You know? Mm, yeah. Um, well, I think you can never convince anyone to do anything, mm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's like an individual in your life that you feel like needs counseling you can be their friend and walk beside them and you get to go to counseling and you get to be an example for them Mm. and um over time they may see your life change and see peace come out of your life and they're like whoa what's going on there Mm. that looks like (laughs) i want that (laughs) Yeah. And um, a lot of humility, too, which, yeah, is, yeah. So I guess my answer is we can't convince yeah. them. We can right. show them. It. Right. Yeah, no, that all comes back to, like, if you want someone to know Jesus, you have to, mm-hmm. you have to live, you have to know Jesus yourself. You can't um, pray for revival and then not have revival in your own heart, you know. Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah that's really good um yeah do you have any other thoughts on this Sharon I'm gonna kind of try to wrap this up so oh yeah what else else do you have to share with us I just thought of one little thing yeah I I'm just um thinking about that person who says that um like oh I have Jesus I don't need counseling Mm mm-hmm Well, I'm thinking about the verse, take all your thoughts captive. Mm. Um, I can't, I can't repeat everything back to you right now, but like, yeah, I know the verse. Yeah. I might be like, oh, what does it mean to take every thought captive? What does that look like? A counselor has tools to help take every thought captive Mm. they there's a lot of um like biblical things within counseling so counseling like is biblical in a sense like they're intertwined and connected okay like you can almost not this is just me i feel like you can't have counseling without jesus yeah. Like, yeah. they're so one in the same. Um, that was the last thing I wanted yeah. to say. No, that's good. Um, that was another question that I feel like I know the answer to, but I was going to say, what do you think about, um, you know, should someone try to seek out a Christian counselor or is it not a big deal? Can they go see anyone like a secular counselor? And I personally would definitely say, like, you should 100% seek out a Christian counselor, but... Yeah. 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 I know. I, I, that's something I still want to learn. I feel like I don't have a clear answer understanding about that right now. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. No. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with me, Sharon. I I can't wait to talk more. We have a phone call set up to talk tomorrow and we're going to share all the updates with each other. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, Thank you, Erin, for this gift.
Yeah. Thank this. you for joining me on so the podcast cool. today. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And um, are you on social media right now? Is there anywhere I could send anybody to follow you or anything? Nope. Not right now. Okay. If you don't, <laughs> don't know have Sharon, anything. you have to know we're in person because that's the best way to know her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like it. Yeah. Hit up awesome. Aaron. If you really want to talk, say, Aaron, I like Sharon. Um, give me her info. There we go. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. Send me a letter in the mail. Yeah, I love <laughs> I'll give it. you my awesome. mailing address. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much, Sharon. I just appreciate you and value you so much. And I just <sighs> thank God for you. So <laughs> thanks for joining me today. And thanks for listening to the Pastor's Wife podcast. If you guys want to follow along, my Instagram handle is Aaron Munseth. And I release a new episode every Friday. So be on the lookout for that. And I'll see you next week. Bye.